to the Beer Conspiracy Show. It's a comedy podcast where three best buds sit around and talk about the supernatural, conspiracy theories, true crimes, and more. Pretty much anything weird. Now, we tend to pull no punches, so a mature listening audience is advised. But if you like to have a good time, then crack open a cold one, pull up a chair, and hang out with the boys of the Beer Conspiracy Show. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Beer Conspiracy Show. Thank you guys for joining us. Tonight, it's just a twosome. It's me. We're your hosts. I'm Aaron. I'm the other part of the twosome. <clears throat> I am Jared. Yeah, David's out. He's got responsibilities, as always, and he's neglecting his full-time job as a podcaster, but it's cool. <laughs> something about bastard kids. He's got to take care of something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. His second family, I, I believe it was, he said. <laughs> but tonight we're going to be talking about the Biggie and Tupac murders. I'm sure I'm not. Okay, so most people know conspiracies or think it's an un- unsolved case. But I'm actually going to tell you it is a solved case. I have all the facts here and I'm going to let you guys know. I don't know what you know about the murders or anything I kind of got into this a couple months ago and we started talking about doing it as an episode yeah. or whatever. And we kind of talked about us doing a two part, like I'll do half of it. You do the other half. I don't really know all the the details of it. I kind of just know the gist of it or whatever. I tell you what I don't know is why the beef started or whatever. Why would they want to kill each other? Or I don't really know the whole dynamic of the music industry thing or whatever. Okay. Well, I'll tell you all about Biggie and Tupac were actually pretty good friends i guess they met around in like 1993 i think it was so at this time tupac was pretty like established and biggie was like on the rise i guess uh tupac had like two albums that were already out he did this some stuff with a group called the digital underground uh he was in he was in a couple of movies also so he was pretty well-known rapper at the time he did movies yeah, he's got a couple. He did a couple movies. You never seen any of his movies? I don't know. I feel like maybe I have now that you say that, but I don't. I don't know. Do you know what they are? He was in Juice. That was. Uh, it's got Wesley Snipes in it. Poetic I've never Justice. seen that before. Wait, oh, you should. Poetic Justice. That's got uh, Janet Jackson, and then Above the Rim, which is the one I've probably seen the most. Which I'll talk about that one actually. When Biggie was kind of, he signed with. Bad Boy Records, which is Puff Daddy's or P. Diddy or Diddy or I don't know how you know him. I'm just going to call him Puff. Diddy Daddy. Yeah, Diddy Daddy, (laughs) which that's his record label. So uh, Biggie was in L.A., which I'm sorry. Yeah, I should let you know that Tupac, this is a East Side, West Side feud. So Tupac is from uh, California, and then you got... Biggie, who's from Brooklyn, so that's how you get your East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. I knew that, but I just don't. I didn't ever, never understood the dynamics of the record. Isn't it like two separate record companies? They're kind of beefing, yeah. or whatever. Or? Um, Tupac will end up with Suge Knight's record label, Death Row Records, and uh, Biggie is with Bad Boy Records, which is headed up by Puff Daddy. So um, okay. Biggie just happens to, he goes to LA and I think he actually tells a drug dealer, somebody that he knew that he wanted to meet Tupac. So the, like ended up meeting and they like, it wasn't hard. They like 
people said that they were just like immediate best friends. They were real cool with each other. So Tupac, like I said, he was already kind of established. So he kind of became a mentor to Biggie Smalls. I think Biggie even wanted him to be wanted Tupac to be his manager, but Tupac was like, nah man, stay with stay with Puffy. He's gonna make you a star. Alright, so like I said, Tupac did a couple of movies. Around this time he met he was uh researching he was trying to research a role that he was doing for a movie called Above the Rim, which like uh, that's the one I've probably seen the most. That's a really good movie. I've heard of that. I've heard of that before. What is that what is it about? So there's this kid that is a big time like I think he's a high school basketball player and this trying to think i'm trying to think how to say it so there's this guy that he used to be a big time high school basketball player at the same high school that this guy's from but he his he becomes back as like a security guard but the then the now coach wants him to be the coach of the basketball team but the younger kid doesn't like him because his mom starts to date the security guard and the security guard's younger brother is a big time drug dealer which is tupac So, yeah, to research this role, he is, like, shadowing a big-time drug dealer from New York. (laughs) So this guy is, like, a music producer and, like I said, a big-time drug dealer. And he's Tupac's just hanging around with him, following him around all the time. And Biggie knows this guy because he's from Brooklyn. He's from New York. So he knows this guy. And he's telling Pac, like, dude, you don't want to hang around with him. He's he's a big-time. Bad news. He's He's bad news bears. (laughs) <laughs> so um i guess he doesn't really good sized chunks of meat <laughs> yeah <laughs> but <laughs> tupac doesn't listen to him and let's just uh i think this is 94 so pox having some people over to his hotel that he's staying at there's four dudes there and this chick shows up and this night they were partying at a club and supposedly supposedly this chick was sucking Tupac's dick like on the dance floor. So she nice. ends up, yeah, <laughs> she ends up coming back to the room, but there's a bunch of dudes there. So not, we're not sure. Women are not smart. <laughs> Women are not smart. That's Dirty D chiming in with words of wisdom. <laughs> so she comes back to Tupac's hotel and all these dudes are there. Oh, I'm sorry. Forgot to tell you the guy's name. His name's Haitian Jack. That's the drug dealer that he's shadowing. So we're not really sure what happens, but this chick says she's been raped. And so these four guys are saying that, yeah, Tupac let us have this chick and she sucked all our dicks. But then it's also like Tupac says, no, I went to sleep and you guys did whatever to her. So I have no like part raped of this. Her. Yeah, she's okay. screaming rape. So now Pac's got a rape scandal on his hands. He's got rape charges put on him. And then also, while the cops were searching his hotel room, he's got two illegal firearms there, which he, I believe he said those were actually biggies. So. So he ratted him out? Were they actually biggies guns or? I, I'm not like 100% sure on that, but that's just what he said he didn't like tell the cops yeah those are bigs go get go get him those are his oh okay okay but anyway so uh, while all this is going on so let me tell you about the suge and puff beef so suge is a mob pyru 
blood. Do you know what the? I'm sure you know what the bloods are, right? You know uh, yeah, I've the heard the bloods. Are? Okay, yeah, so I've heard the is, bloods. I, I didn't know there was more than one type or whatever. Yeah, whatever, there's more diff- than one. There's different types of. You can be. Uh, there's all different types of bloods and crips. Like even the different types of bloods would not like each other. They can be a blood. Really, but I did they're not from know different that. Neighbor- yeah, yeah. So well, I he, thought I thought that was the whole thing. Is like the bloods were. Like you might have one in LA, you might have one in New York, you might have one in Chicago, and it was all like kind of the same. They like looked out for each other, kind of thing. I mean, they did, but as far as let's say we're bloods and those guys are Crips, even if my kind of blood and your kind of blood are not cool with each other, we'll be cool to fight the Crips. Okay, right. You know what I'm saying? If I'm in your neighborhood, even though we don't necessarily get along in a in a a crip came we would both gang up on him and do what we had to do or whatever right right okay so suge is actually a ma pyru blood he's an actual gangster and his record label is death row records so him and puffy's bad boy records are kind of two opposite sides of the country they're kind of stealing they're trying to steal artists from one another they'd be like you know puff's not paying you enough come over here i'll treat you better and vice versa so that's one part of it. There was also, so there was this party in Atlanta that Suge, Suge's entourage and Puff's entourage ended up there together. A scuffle broke out. Suge's bodyguard, Jake, was shot and killed. And Suge blamed it on Puff's bodyguard. So this is kind of where the beef really started. So in uh, in 95 at the Source Awards, Suge got up on the microphone on stage and he kind of... I don't know if you want to look up this video or put this in there or not, but he made a comment of like, hey, if any artists don't like that your producer is singing on your songs and dancing it on your videos, which is something Puffy would do, come over to Death Row Records. And that was... So so Puff Daddy would would like insert himself into the songs and shit? Yeah. I mean, if you ever watch like a... Or if you ever listen to a B record, Puff's all over the place. I mean, I've listened to all a good bit, and I haven't heard that. You probably did. I mean, it could be. Didn't know. Could have been. Yeah. I mean, I, I, not knowing that, I wouldn't have really paid it any attention. I guess, or you know. Right. So that's how. I'm gonna be sh- honest. I've I've never really listened to Puff Daddy's music at all. Like, well, he's more of a producer. He's he doesn't really. I don't think he started putting out his own stuff till later. Okay, well, I mean, I've heard that fucking, like, Sting cover or whatever that he did. Oh, the yeah. weird uh, Every Breath You Take or whatever. That's yeah. the only song that I really know that, that he sung or whatever. Oh, that was for Biggie when he died. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know he that. made that. Yeah, the, the girl that's singing is Faith Evans. That's Biggie's uh, wife. No shit. Yeah. I did not know any of this, man. You're teaching me so much. Yeah. All right. So that's why they kind of hate each other. Now, in 94... So remember, we're talking about Pox going through all these rape allegations. He's going through trials and shit. He's got to pay for all these lawyers. And he's, I said he was established, but he doesn't have like a shitload of money or anything. And lawyers are really fucking expensive, especially if you're paying, trying to get a good one to get you off of fucking rape allegations. You definitely want to, yeah, you definitely want to get out of that one. You want the best. So anybody at this time, he's trying to get any money he can. And if anybody was like, hey, I'll give you so much money, come spit a verse on my record or something. And he's pretty much taken. So at this time in in 94, he got um, this guy 
his name's I'm not I can't remember his real name, but they call him Jimmy Henchman. And he's kind of like Haitian Jack, who was at the hotel that raped that chick. So this guy, Jimmy Henchman, he's kind of a gangster, but he's also a rap, uh, a music producer also. So Jimmy Henchman offers Tupac $7,000 to come spit a verse on his artist, a kid named Lil Sean. That seems like really low for a whole verse. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Like, I mean, in the I rap in the rap game now, you get like fucking hundred grand for a verse or whatever. Well, I mean, have you ever heard of Little Sean? No, I've heard of Big Sean. Yeah, different guy. <laughs> so I'm sure he's Big he Sean's not, fucking good, dude. Big yeah. Sean's some shit. This guy's probably like not known, and he's like, "Hey, here's seven thousand bucks. Come, I want to make it big. Yeah, because box on my record. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's a good fucking deal for him, then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like, imagine if I could, if if I could, like, give somebody seven grand to be on our podcast, it would boost our numbers you know right if we can get seth or not yeah seth rogan or joe rogan for seven thousand dollars <laughs> any of the rogan bros any any of the rogan fam <laughs> all right so uh pot accepts and he's gonna go record at quad studios so uh that night pock's hanging out with a couple of his friends they're going to quad um they're getting in the elevator and as soon as they push the button fucking three dudes in fatigues pull guns on them they shoot them and rob them so pot gets shot like five times i think or something like that they steal all their jewelry pot still ends up i think he makes it in the elevator goes up to the studio and i mean so puff biggie just happens to be there that same night recording music so you got biggie and puff and that dude haitian jack like i said earlier biggie knows him so he's there at the studio too. So Pac thinks, oh shit, I've been set up. Jimmy Henchman might have done this, but mostly I think he blames Big E and Puff and then that dude Haitian Jack. So all these dudes, Jimmy Henchman and Haitian Jack are probably the ones that set him up. I don't think Big E and Puff had anything to do with it, but he just ends up blaming them all. So well, that's where the sound, beef... Yeah, it, it doesn't sound like... Why Why would he at this point? You know, it doesn't, seems like... He has no I reason think, to do that. I think Biggie's or Pac's more mad at Biggie and Puff because they didn't do like all they could to help find out who these guys were that shot him. And yeah. then why and are they hanging like out with Haitian, Haitian Jack? Yeah, Biggie's probably like, I don't want nothing to do with Haitian Jack. I don't want nothing to do with any of this. Like, I don't want to get involved or whatever. And I mean, um, like Puff Daddy's on the other side of the spectrum as opposed to Suge, who's a straight up gangster. Puffy don't puffy don't run bad boy records like that he just he's a music guy he's doing this for the music to where suge it's like an actual gangster or whatever yeah he wants to be big man on the block so that's where the beef starts puff ends up i'm sorry Pac ends up in the hospital and he checks himself out and the next day he's got to go to court for the rape shit and he pulls up that's crazy yeah fucking bullet holes (laughs) yeah he pulls up with christ probably need to take a break let me see if michelle's here just Just going crazy for the hell of it huh the neighbor i'm gonna grab another beer real quick the neighbor dude you have your neighbor lives like a mile from you your nearest neighbor's so far away yeah well he saw his truck pull up fucking on a mexican beer kick man me and laura went to la Coretta tuesday and in hammond it was fucking delicious so good i haven't been there in years there's always way too many people there well the last couple of times we went to the one in Panchatula, it wasn't good. 
but the one the other day was fucking delicious. It's kind of weird. All right, so where did I leave off? What did I say? Uh, he got shot and he went to court. He pulled up to court. Oh, yeah, and that's, yeah. that's it. So he, he pulls up. He checks himself. He checks. Out of the God hospital. Damn. He checks himself <laughs> out of the How's hospital. How's that whiskey treating you? How's Good that whiskey Lord. treating you? <laughs> he, he checks himself out of the hospital. And I'm pretty sure it's like the next day he's got to go to court. And he pulls up in fucking bandages and he's in a wheelchair. But still, he gets charged and he goes to jail. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. So we know Suge is beefing with Puff, and Pop is beefing now with Biggie and Puff because he thinks they set him up. And I think Suge kind of sees that and wants to get like a soldier or something. So he, so he, while Pop is in jail, he goes to Tupac. And it's like, I will pay your million dollar bond, get you out of here, and you come to Death Row Records and you give me three albums. And Tupac is cool with that. So this is something that I've never even considered or even heard about or anything before. I didn't it sounds like Suge Knight might have been like egging this whole thing on. Like, <laughs> fuck that dude. Fuck um, fuck Death Row Records. Like at the end of this, you this I'm pretty sure you're gonna know that. Suge Knight is the reason for all of this. That's what I, I mean. I'm already getting that just from the okay. little bit that you've told me. Yeah. He has the most to gain from it. I'm always like, right. And it comes to conspiracies or anything unsolved. It's always like, well, who has the most to gain for, especially money. And then in this case, probably notoriety as well. So yeah, he probably, you know, when Pac gets out, he, he spent a little time in jail when he comes out. Um, he's like, a completely different person like when his first couple albums were really politically based and he's trying to rally the people to be better and stuff like that he comes out and he's with death row records now he wants to act more gangster and he's with he's making more party tracks and stuff like that you say party um, tracks yeah party tracks okay so like club like club bangers and yeah which when we talked about it earlier you said pox seem more pop right yeah from from the stuff that i've heard i have not listened to his music a whole lot the stuff that's popular is the more popish sounding stuff or whatever in my opinion the, the stuff with the sing-along hooks the better choruses and stuff yep exactly. those are the ones that are going to be after he's in jail after his rape allegations and after he spent a little time really in jail, he comes out really yeah 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 so so it's that was the the ones that were critically like successful though right um uh, i mean he's or is it just few... now no i mean his i think his first album went like multi-platinum or something like that oh really so yeah he's got hits from those but they're just not as that's not what he's if people don't know tupac his later hits are the ones he's known for See yeah that's, which yeah <clears throat> that's that's how it is for me it, it's, yeah. it seems like at least all right so um, after that Quad Studios incident where Pot got shot on Biggie's first album, he's got a song called "Who Shot You," which Pot kind of saw that as um, him telling the story of like what happened to him at Quad Studios, being shot and held up and stuff like that. And Pot hears that, and he comes out with a song called "Hit Him Up," and he just. It's a beef track. It's pretty much him saying he fucked Biggie's wife. He calls him a fat motherfucker. All right, so now we're going to get... Goddamn dog, dude. 
I read an article today that said uh, the world's oldest dog, like that broke the record for the oldest dog, and it was 30 years and eight months old, I think. For a, it was a golden retriever, and it was supposed to only live like 12 years. I'm going to be pissed <laughs> if my dog lives 30 years on accident. Was that dog still being an asshole and barking at everything at 30 years old? <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. But if mine is, I'm, I'll strangle him by then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, kids. He he suffocated in his sleep. <laughs> he, he choked himself to death. He hung himself. <laughs> Use his no, leash I'll to make hang it. him. <laughs> I'll make that joke. I'm going to be devastated when my dog dies. I just... Sometimes he's aggravating his shit. <laughs> All right, so gets, let's get into Pox murder. So this is September 7th, 1996. So Tupac and Death Row are in Las Vegas. They're at the MGM Graham to watch the Tyson versus Bruce Sheldon fight. Tupac and Mike Tyson were actually really good friends. I knew this. Yeah, I'd heard of that before. Yeah, he wrote a song for Mike Tyson for him to walk out like to the ring too. So at this point, Tupac's like having a great time. He's on top of the world. He just wrote a song for a huge fighter and Tyson knocks out Bruce Sheldon. And I think it was like less than two minutes or something like that. Damn. Like people, that's crazy. People, some people didn't even make it to their seats before he knocked the end of this fight. <laughs> that's badass. Tyson's yes, a fucking dude. monster, dude. Yeah. I, I wish- love watching his knockout highlights. Just it's so violent. He's like it's scary, scary to watch. Fuck, yeah. dude. I don't I don't know why anybody would get in the ring with Mike Tyson. <laughs> they're coming out this fight and they're all super hyped up. So as they're leaving the Tyson fight and I mean they're coming down the hallway, they see this guy, his name's Orlando Anderson, and Orlando Anderson is a Southside Crip. So he would be on the other side of the Bloods. He'd be okay. let's just call him East Side or they're the blood's mortal enemies. Somebody in Pac's entourage, this guy's name is Trayvon Lane, tells Pac that, hey, that's the guy that tried to steal my medallion. So months before this, what we're talking about now, so Suge used to buy people death row record gold medallions. It'd be people, death row recording artists or just really close friends of his. Supposedly, Puff put out a bounty, like, any Crips or anybody take these death row record chains, I'll give you $10,000. So what happened oh, was... Oh, that shit. That's crazy. It's like, if they could get any of those chains, they get a reward for it. Yeah. It's not, like, validated. I would be like, I would be like dude, I'll I'll give you five grand for that. <laughs> we'll split it. No. You do not <laughs> want this chain stolen from you. I guess that would be fucking shamed. You'd be, yeah, ashamed yeah. of yourself or whatever. So... And like I said, that's not validated that Puff actually said that. That's okay. That was just like the word on the street. So the incident was that this guy, Trayvon Lane, who I think grew up with Suge Knight, he's at the mall one day and with a couple of bloods because he's a, a blood. And they run into some Southside Crips and Orlando Anderson, they all get in a fight. And Orlando Anderson, his name's Baby Lane. That's what they call him. So Baby Lane snatches this medallion off of him and beats the shit out of Trayvon Lane. Somehow Trayvon Lane gets his medallion back and the the fight is just broken up or whatever. So so in Vegas, they just happen to run into Baby Lane. Trayvon tells Pac, hey, that's that motherfucker that tried to take my medallion. And of course, Pac at this time, he's a blood by proxy or whatever. So he tries to show out and he goes up to this guy 
knocks him out and all these bloods that are with him just start stomping the shit out of him. You can watch that video. There's a video of it? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. To me, what I kind of see is Tupac goes up, knocks him out, and he's kind of, to me, it looks like he's pushed back by all the other bloods and they all just start stomping this dude. And Suge's there also, so he's stomping this guy. So security breaks this up and again on the video, you can see like, Pac takes off for the door. All these bloods are after him. This is a huge scuffle at the MGM. All these people just like start following them for some reason. Like everybody in that casino just starts following them. Why would you follow? It's if you watch the video, it's like I guess it's like a mob mentality thing. It's everybody just follow just, the crowd of people. Yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah. You see like ten people running for the sprinting for the door. And I guess you take off, and then right. you got twenty people. Then everybody just takes off. I guess. Yeah. So Pac ends up leaving. He goes back to his hotel. He's changing clothes and stuff, and he's talking to his wife or his fiance, Kadada Jones, which is Quincy Jones's daughter. You know Quincy Jones? Oh shit! Yeah, I know Quincy Jones. Me and him go way back. You know Rashida Q- Jones? Yeah, I know. I know R- RJ, QJ, and RJ. You know Rashida Jones? She's uh. No, I know. Paul- yeah, she's the actress. Yeah, Paul Rudd's so- wife in that movie. She's so, in uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Anyway, he tells Kadada they're going to the 662 Club, which is Suge's club that he owns in Las Vegas, because he's going to perform there that night. And Tupac's telling Kadada, hey, you stay here. I just got in a fight. I fucked this dude up in the MGM, so you stay here tonight. Don't come out. So Pac gets in the car with Suge, um, and they're, they're taking off towards the 662 Club, because Pac is going to perform there that night. Mike Tyson's supposed to show up and it's supposed to be a huge fucking party there. So um, as they're on the way, there's another car full of girls or two girls. I think it was that noticed that Pac is in the car with Suge Knight. And Pac starts smarts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so these girls start hollering at Tupac and Tupac's hollering at them like, hey, y'all come out with us. Come hang out at the 662. So he's paying attention to these girls and he doesn't notice that this white Cadillac car pulls up like right next to him. So a guy leans out of the back of the car and shoots Tupac. He shoots Tupac four times and they just take off. So Suge Knight tries to drive. He's driving the car. He makes a he flips a bitch. And he tries to make a U-turn, I guess, to maybe go to the hospital or something. And he ends up hitting the median. He busts two tires out so he can't go anymore. A couple of like bike policemen open the door. They're trying to find out what's going on. A cop's like, dude, who shot you? And Tupac just like, fuck you. And he ends up going to the hospital. He's got internal bleeding and stuff, and he he dies six days later. So supposedly, Suge sees the shooter. Like, he locked eyes. He knows who it is. While they're investigating, he doesn't say who it is. He won't. The whole reason that um, that case wasn't solved is because you got to ask a bunch of gangsters, like, who killed him. Yeah, and they don't they don't snitch even not, on their enemies. They don't snitch, huh? No, because I mean, I'm sure Shook's thought is like, I'm not gonna tell you who it is because you're gonna arrest him when I want to. Kill you want to go after him and kill him? Ah, okay. I didn't even think about right. that. That's yeah, makes perfect sense. All right, so Las Vegas opens up an investigation. Like I said, can't find anything because nobody's talking. So remember, I told you they got in that scuffle with Orlando Anderson, and it's on tape, and you can see Shook kicking this dude while he's on the ground 
So Suge actually goes to jail for that because that's. Well, I was parole. wondering if they. Yeah, I was wondering if anybody's going to get in trouble for that. That's a parole violation to him because he's on parole. So this guy, he actually pays him like Suge pays Orlando Anderson like sixteen thousand dollars to perjure himself and tell the judge that no, Suge was not kicking me. He was trying to help me up. And Orlando, wow! Or, I mean, yeah. there's a video of it, right? Like, how right. can you say that? Right. Orlando Anderson is not a some just fucking peon or something. This is he's a straight up Southside Crip. He's a fucking gangster. He's real. He's you know what I mean. So for him to just kind of flip is weird, I guess. And well, the judge like it kinda, would be like super disgraceful as far as the Crips are concerned, right? I mean, well, the judge kind of sees through this whole thing and he's like fuck you guys Suge you're going to jail so Suge's in jail all right before we start talking about the biggie murder I got to pee me too actually good timing okay oh man did you get to pee outside yeah <laughs> fuck Lucky. yeah I did I'm I'm loving this setup I got going right now yeah you turn the lights the, on yeah I just turned them on nice so now we're gonna get into biggie smalls murder and I keep saying biggie smalls his What's He's, the deal with the notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls? Like, wh- okay, so when he first came out, his name was Biggie Smalls, but that name was taken by somebody. So then he went by Notorious B.I.G. So really, he's Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. Why yeah. does everybody call him Biggie Smalls then? Because that's just the way he's known. Just call him and Big. The, I think that's the way. All right, I'll go with Big. I, I listen to a lot more Notorious B.I.G. than I have Tupac. I actually I like think, it a lot more too. I think he's way better than Tupac. I agree, hundred percent. So, like I was telling you earlier, I've been listening to Biggie and Dr. Dre. Yeah, you gotta listen to the Chronic album, dude. It's so good. I've never been a big Dr. Dre fan. I mean, I'm not a big rap guy. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've got some rappers that I like, maybe five to ten, but rap is probably five to ten percent of my music taste. So, well, if you if you could like just listen to the beats and take out the dialogue or the the rapping you'd probably really like it he's well i mean i'm, I'm gonna be honest with you most of the rap that i like it's because of the music more than the, right that's i mean i don't I, really i don't relate to the lyrics of most rap i'm not a black person i'm not marginalized i'm not poor i'm not a criminal or you know all the things they sing about it just doesn't relate i don't relate to it so right all right anyway so now we're getting on to big's murder so this is six months after tupac's dead uh, it's March 8th, 1997. So Big's at the Soul Train Awards, and there's an after party at the Peterson Auto Museum, and this is in L.A. So there was a huge party there. It ends up getting shut down because there's so many fucking people. I Man, wonder what I that's really... like. Throw a party, and then like you have too many people there? <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> So you have all kinds of bloods and crips there. You've got celebrities there. Everybody's just hanging out, partying, and have a good time. Not only is there so many people inside, there's way too many people outside waiting, trying to get in. Let me ask you this. You may or may not know. The bloods and the crips, there's, are there celebrities? And are there like everyday people with normal jobs? Like you go to the fucking bank and the bank teller is a blood like on the side? Or is it more just... Like what is I'm, there? Are they all drug dealers or I mean, I mean, I'm not, you can claim a set because you might live in that neighborhood. Like you could say if you're, you think you're a crip cause you live in a neighborhood with a bunch of crips, but you're not going to get caught being like, 
I'm a crip in front of a crip. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. So what? I guess I just don't really understand the gang. I think uh, gangs are so fascinating. Like I find them fascinating, just as fascinating as cults. I, th- I think they're similar. Yeah, but I mean, le- it's, like, like it's pretty much just a bunch of kids, dude. They have nothing uh, else, right? Right. But I just I mean, don't really understand the dynamic. Like, or, I understand like the the mafia and stuff it's it's just like a money enterprise just like a corporate structure more or less is that how the the gangs are too no not at all no okay no that's what i'm saying like you could be you could have different kinds of crips and there's no like one leader so it's just more of like we live in a shitty dangerous area we kind of band together and look out for each other more or less right it's think of like Think of like kind of like a Black Panthers kind of thing. They started the Black Panthers to help their neighborhoods and and feed yeah their yeah, community was, and stuff. But they just become that was. <laughs> I, it's like the opposite. That's anti gang though. No, Black Isn't Panthers that? is no Black Panthers started out just like any gangs. I mean, they start out trying to do good, but they just take. It I think way we've too had this far. conversation before. I thought Black Panthers Maybe. were peaceful. And apparently they're not. They weren't peaceful? at the be- at the beginning. Oh, oh! While we're talking about it, so Tupac's mom. I got all was, night, dude. We I got all night. We can talk about all kind of shit. We talk about Tupac's gangs and, mom was a Black Panther. Oh, really? Yeah, Tupac's. So Tupac's stepdad was a Black Panther. His oh, you'll like this. His so his stepdad's sister. I don't remember her name, but she is on like the FBI's most wanted list, and what? she's hide out. She's hiding out in Cuba right now. Like, legit, she's in Cuba right now, so she can't be extradited or whatever. I think that's where that whole Tupac's alive and he's living in Cuba thing comes from, because she's hiding out in Cuba. I I have heard that, but I never knew there was any basis for it or whatever. I I actually never thought about it either until I started researching this, and and I was like, oh, stamp his his aunts in cuba and i was like oh shit that must be why people say he's hiding out in cuba i, I bet yeah. cuba's badass dude cuba sounds awesome so tupac is i mean he was raised as like a uh a militant black kid he's they he his mom taught him to read books he reads a lot of philosophy and stuff that time he spent in jail he kind of got back to reading like uh the art of war and a lot of I think the guy's name is James Baldwin or something like that. But a lot of like philosophy, history and all kinds of shit, uh, warfare books, because that's how Black Panthers are raised to be. And that's how he was raised to be until he started getting big into the music career to where, I mean, he's just started partying and drinking and smoking a lot of weed and stuff. (laughs) That's way more fun. (laughs) Right. All right. So... Biggie and his entourage is leaving the Peterson Auto Museum. I kind of, I really, I feel like I really simplified this because I don't, I don't believe in all the conspiracies anymore of why they got killed. So they leave in three suburbans. First suburban, you got uh, Puff is in the driver's, in the passenger seat. And the next one, you got Biggie. And then the third one, I think it's just uh, like a security guard by himself, I believe. So. I'm pretty sure they're driving to Big's hotel at the end of the night, and an Apollo pulls up on the side of Big's suburban. The guy's got his left hand on the wheel. He's got his right on a gun. He just leans over and shoots him, and that's done deal. He's hit four times. the 
the fatal shot is the last shot. It enters into his right hip. It travels through his colon, his liver, his heart, left lung, and then it stops in his left shoulder. So wait, what? How is that even possible? Enter through his hip and hit his heart. It's traveling up colon, how? liver, heart, left lung, and then left shoulder. How the fuck was that even? What kind of car was he in? Why an is Apollo. He so low. It's an Apollo. I mean, Biggie's in, in a, a big suburban? suburban. Yeah. So okay, the shots are pretty much just... going up. Remember, I said Tupac died like six days later. Biggie dies in the Instantly. car. Instantly. Yeah. yeah. Sound, I mean, that's like. Yeah. Um, they've got, uh, what do they call it? Like the, the driver calls the cops and is trying to find the hotel. I'm um, not a hotel, <laughs> a hospital. A hospital. Right. Yeah. They, they've got the calls of him like asking them how to how to get to the hospital and stuff. And I mean. Biggie's Big's just dead right there. Dude, that's so, so fucking no blows point. my mind to think about not knowing how to get to a hospital because there's no fucking cell phones with a Google Maps. Right. You yeah. know, that's crazy. And again, that's I guess they, that's they probably all had cell phones at that point, huh? Well, they had cell phones with no internet. Yeah, right. It's just, just that's how he's able to make the call. Yeah. Right. It was more like a car phone at that point, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why these killers get away with it, because there's no there's no road traffic cameras or anything like that. You're, they're pretty much all they're going by is witness accounts. And um, in in Big's car is he's got his cousin Lil Cease, who is a rapper in in a Junior Mafia, which is Big's like rap group. And he's got witness statements. He says it's a a green Impala shot shot him but can't really see anything else because i mean somebody's fucking shooting in your car you're not watching them everybody's yeah down trying not to get shot yeah plus it's dark you're on the street you know there's you're not you don't pay any attention to a car on side of you until shots start coming out and then you're definitely not paying attention so so they don't really see anything and again nobody's talking that's when we're going to start getting into the actual investigation of the biggie murder so I don't know. Did you ever see that? I think we've talked about this. The Johnny Depp uh, City of Lies movie. No, I never watched it. You told never me to and I never it. did. No. Yeah. So this whole theory is by Russell Poole. He was not the lead of the investigation, but he was a part of the investigation. And this set little section we're about to talk about is his theory in the murder. So Poole kind of started. Russell Poole, this is LAPD. His investigation kind of started before he was in the biggie investigation show so he was <laughs> so he was investigating i never heard of an investigation before is that where oh, you try to find to. other you where you find other gay people to bang or what <laughs> yes this it's a it's a homophobic investigation <laughs> either that or it's a gay investment group like wells fargo but for gay people <laughs> Okay, so this investigation that he was on, uh, let's just call it like a road rage incident. So what happened was there was two guys. They're driving next to each other. One guy, one guy's a white guy. One guy's a black guy. The black guy starts, I think he's like blaring his music or something. And the white guy gets offended. The black guy starts throwing up gang signs or something. So they just end up like, racing through traffic and shit like chasing after each other just ultimate road rage sounds like yeah they pull guns and they're shooting at each other the black guy ends up getting killed 
Right. So now they're investigating. So the white guy ends up being an undercover cop. His name's Frank Liga. The black guy ends up being an off-duty LAPD officer. What the fuck? So you got two cops killing each other, or so the, the black so guy just, died. So it sounds like they're trying. They were trying to instigate like a gang thing so they could arrest him or shoot him or whatever, huh? No, it just happened. Just accidentally happened. The I mean, no, the no. White what I'm guy, saying is, it, it sounds like the white cop was like saw him in the car and like threw up a gang sign trying to get him to do something so he could shoot him or arrest him or whatever. No, like bait, like the, baiting him or whatever. The black cops throwing up the gang signs. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. No, yeah. The white guy, he can't act like a cop because he's undercover. Right. So he can't pull a badge or nothing on him and be like, because he doesn't, what if that guy somehow could be in part of whatever operation he's on? So he's got to act like, I think, I don't know. I didn't really get into his whatever operation he was doing, but he can't break character. Right. Okay. That now that makes sense. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So the black the black cop pulls a gun. White cop pulls his gun, and he was just quicker, I guess, and he killed the black guy. So the black guy was Frank Gaines, and after like doing their investigation, find out he's an LAPD cop, off duty cop. They can't find the car that he's. I don't know what kind of car he was in, but they couldn't find it registered in his name. Come to find out. The car is registered to Suge Knight's wife. Oh, so now shit. You, so now you have a cop, LAPD cop. He was dating Suge Knight's wife. He's on death row payroll. Wait, dating his wife and on the payroll? What the fuck? So his, his what wife are you and into, Suge, Suge Knight? That, that sounds his wife, weird as hell. His wife and Suge Knight, they're on the outs at this point. So... Yeah, but how? Oh, I see. He's on the payroll already. And he just—that's probably how he met her. I'm pretty. Sh- he knows the guy, Frank Gaines. Suge Knight knows Frank Gaines is dating his wife. Okay, so it's okay. it's not like a a not known thing. He's he works for Death Row pretty much. So you have a LAPD cop working for the Blood Gang pretty much. Yeah, dirty cop. I mean, that's not surprising. Yeah. So this guy Russell Poole. Ends up getting, all right, we have a LAPD dirty cop working for Suge Knight, and he gets pulled on to the Biggie investigation, that task force or whatever they're on. So next thing that happens, um, this cop, another cop, I'm sorry, let's just go with this. This guy named David Mack, there's this bank robbery. This guy gets away with $722,000. Come to find out, he's an LAPD cop. So this guy, after they're... They find out, all right, so after like a month of this investigation, turns out the bank clerk, this chick, she kind of, I guess she's got guilt or whatever. She goes to the cops and says, that was my boyfriend, David Mack. He, we planned this bank robbery and he had me order like twice as much money so he could steal a shitload of money at the time. So they go get David Mack. They start investigating him. Turns out he's an LAPD cop. They look into his history. He's part. He was partnered with this guy named Rafael Ray Perez, who was part of. I don't know if you're aware of the Rampart sc- scandal. I feel like I've heard of that. Also, so, that name a while ago, whatever pool sounded familiar too. Russell Henry Pool or Russell Pool. Russell Pool. Yeah, that's the guy. That the only thing I. 
think he's really known for was investigating uh bill cosby had a son that died that got murdered in los angeles i doubt i would have i mean i don't know anything about Probably that not. anyway so the rampart scandal oh okay so remember training day had a bunch of dirty cops and they were planting yep. guns on people and they were so it's pretty that that was pretty much based on the rampart scandal so there was a bunch of crooked la cops and they're planting guns they're killing people planting guns on them this guy rafael ray perez, ray perez he was stealing cocaine from the evidence locker and was selling it so this guy ray perez and david mack used to be partners so paul starts thinking holy shit so they're, they're investigating david mack they go to his house and he's got kind of like this almost like a shrine to tupac they're finding pictures of him where he's wearing like blood red suits and stuff and so it turns out he was blood gang affiliated well so he was a dirty cop that was affiliated with the bloods also he had a black impala which happens to be the car that was witnessed to might maybe have killed tupac we know for sure it was a an impala most of the witnesses yeah. said it was a green impala so he finds a black impala and russell pool just like Holy shit, that's the guy that killed Biggie. So then we have two instances instant inst two instances of <laughs> LAPD cops affiliated with the blood gang. Why don't you take a break and have another whiskey? <laughs> so Russell Poole starts to get it in his head that the Biggie murder was a bunch of might have had LAPD cops involved. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it at all. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. All right. So next, Russell Poole gets a tip from an inmate, a confidential informant named Psycho Mike. So Psycho Mike is telling him that, oh, yeah, the shooter was some guy named Kiki or Kini or Ashmir, Amir, something like that. Um, Tech support. Yeah. So <laughs> Russell Poole looks at uh, David Max like the people that visited him in prison and he sees one guy's name, Amir Muhammad. So he just immediately is like, Oh shit. Psycho Mike said the the killer was some guy named Amir. It's gotta be this guy, Amir Muhammad, just because, just because his name's Amir. Yeah. Um, which, so Amir Muhammad just ended up being like a friend of David Max, like that. They went to college together or some shit like that. He's a fucking mortgage broker. I don't think he killed. He's not a gangster. <laughs> yeah, he did not kill Biggie. Psycho Mike ended up coming out later that he was like, yeah, this is an outright lie. I was just trying to help myself get out of jail or something. But uh, Russell Poole takes all this evidence that he gets and he's he's going crazy with this. Like, I've uncovered that the LAPD had something to do with the Biggie murder. And everybody in the department's like, fine, dude, but do you have any, like, real actual evidence and nobody believes him because he doesn't have any evidence he's got circumstantial or circumstantial evidence like none of this can actually be proven any evidence he really has is like by inmates that are lying like came out and said he was an outright lie but he's got it so stuck in his head that it's an lapd involvement that he couldn't get on anything else he ends up getting kicked off the case i think he doesn't really retire. I guess he doesn't really. He gets kicked off the case, but he leaves the LAPD. He ends up writing a book called uh, Labyrinth, which, like I said, 
everything in this book says the LAPD helped Biggie. There's a LAPD killed Biggie. I'm sorry. There's a LAPD cover up. They wouldn't let me go into this, dig into it anymore. Everybody, everywhere I turned, the LAPD wouldn't let me question people. So he puts out that book. Valetta Wallace, which is Biggie's mom, her lawyer reads that book and he goes to her and he's like, this guy, LAPD officer says the LAPD might have had a hand in killing Biggie. So she takes the LAPD to court. She suits, she's trying to sue them for whatever funds that Biggie would have made in his lifetime if he had not been killed. I think it ends up being like $4 million or something like that. So the LAPD can't the city of Los Angeles can't take that kind of hit four million dollars. So they what? reopen really? the case. No, yeah, that's a shitload of money, dude. Four million dollars for the city of yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah, it's not sound like very much money at all. It's also the nineties. They've got all kind. They can't take the bad press either, because I mean, you got Rodney King during this time. You like us talking about the Rampart sc- scandal. The LAPD's looking really bad at this time. They can't take another. Yeah, I don't. I'd say it's more about that than it is about the money. That is not a lot of money for a fucking city like that. Um, I'm sorry. So this the the lawsuit comes up. This new task force is brought about in 2006. So Biggie was killed in '97. So anyway, so this new uh lawsuit's brought up. They bring in a, they reopen the case because at that point it's a cold case because like I was saying, nobody's talking. Every witness they have is every. Everything ends up being a loose end, so they can't solve the case. So they, they're they being sued, so now they bring in another task force. And this task force is headed by Greg Kading, who's an LAPD detective. Um, he was a, I don't know what the official term is, but he was like a gangster cop. He's done homicide. He's done narcotics. So this guy is pretty much given like a federal task force and he's able this ends up being like a, a multi-agency task force he's got compton pd guys he's got fbi he's got um la county sheriffs he's got a bunch of different people from a bunch of different agencies on this task force so the first guy that they go to is a guy named keefy d so keefy d was brought in I don't know his legal name. Keefe D was actually questioned in Russell Poole's case, but he wasn't talking back then. So he kind of went cold as a witness or as a uh, fuck, dude. I can't think of words (laughs) as what's the word I'm thinking of as like a format, not an informant as a what's the fucking word? I mean, he said witness. I don't know. Not a wit. He's not a witness. He's a, a suspect fuck oh god damn suspect couldn't think of the word suspect yes so i have i don't have suspect written at all on here so that's (laughs) why i was hard to think of all right so this guy keefy d he was a suspect back when russell pool was doing his investigation but they never got anywhere with him because he wasn't talking uh they didn't have anything on him so they couldn't pressure him to say anything so that during uh greg kading's investigation so they have like, I want to say it's like 97 four-inch binders of all the investigation they did. So they go through all these binders and Keefe D's name keeps coming up. So they just, let's start here. And they had a they had a bunch of other, 
I'm not saying start here, but they had a bunch of other suspects that they went to first and nothing ever came of it. So they finally go to Keefy D. All right. So Keefy D is a drug dealer and this is how they're going to get something on Keefy D to make him talk to them about Biggie's murder. So Keefy D, so they get um, one of his couriers to flip on Keefy D. So they got Keefy D for like shit loads of kilos of cocaine. And the big thing was like PCP also. So they got a good drug case on Keefy D and they're pretty much like, tell us what we want to know. Help us with our investigation or you're fucking, you're going to go away for life. So Keefy D finally is like, fine. So he's got a lawyer. They go to, he go, they go to talk to Greg Kading's task force he is under something called a proffer agreement, which is he can incriminate himself in anything, but anything he says cannot be used against him to be prosecuted. So hold on. I know it's confusing. I'm so confused let's say, as hell. I don't make any I know, sense. I'm going to try and explain this. It's pretty much you committed a murder. You come in and confess. Give allegedly. Me confession. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yes. I can't use your confession against you to prosecute you. But let's just say witnesses saw you commit the murder. You have DNA evidence that ties you to the murder. I can use that to prosecute you. Okay. I just can't use your confession. It's not a... Okay, so it's not a... um. It's not like an immunity kind of thing. Um, right, but, okay. So not immunity, but you can basically... You can't hurt yourself by saying, like, you can't... Right. You can tell me your whole story, but I just can't use it in a court of law. Well, so it sounds like the proper thing would be a good opportunity to just lie and get yourself out of it or whatever, if they take that into consideration. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you and I were together and then, you know, we're both suspects in a murder case and they're like, give me the proper agreement, I'd be like, Aaron did it. I mean, fucking... Uh, okay. See, in this case, let me tell the story and then... It you might have conspiracy theories after that, or just maybe gangsters' lies or something like that. Okay. So Keefe's brought in, and they sit him down. They turn on the recorders, and they're like, "All right, tell us everything you know about the Biggie Smalls murder." Keefe's like, "The fuck you talking about? I don't know anything about Biggie Smalls." And they're like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I killed. I helped kill Tupac." Oh shit. Yeah, so, so <laughs> Keefe D starts telling his story. All right, so remember, there's a bunch of all the Bloods and the Crips go to Vegas to watch the Tyson fight that night. So Keefe D, Southside Crips, they just happen to be there that night to watch the fight. So Keefe D is actually Orlando Anderson's uncle, the guy that Tupac got in a fight with that night. Yep, yep. So... After Orlando gets the shit kicked out of him, he goes back. Uh, Keefe D and his entourage or whatever, they weren't around uh, Orlando Anderson because they got seats. They were in a different row than him at the fight. So that's why Orlando was all by himself at that ah, time okay. when he got jumped. So, right. So Orlando comes up to them later and he's like, dude, I just got the shit kicked out of me by Tupac and a bunch of bloods. So they're pissed off. And, um, so they are trying, I've got more, I've got our little backstory. So Keefe D is there with another Southside Crip whose name is Zip Martin. 
So while they're there in Vegas, he doesn't have a gun or anything to commit some retaliation against Tupac for beating the shit out of Orlando. So Keefe D tells this story of how he meets. Maybe I'll tell that. I'll tell that later. Okay. So this guy named Zip's got the gun. He gives it to Keefe D and his little crew that are there. And they're like, all right, we're going to go kill Pop. They're out all night. They're in their car. They're looking for Tupac, Suge Knight, and whoever so they can have some revenge or whatever against him. Okay, so they can't find him. So they know they're going to be at the 662 Club that night. So they're just, they're like, let's go to the 662. We'll fucking, we'll find him there. So they're driving and just happen. Hey, there's Tupac. All these girls, the car, remember right I was talking, yeah, yep. talk, remember he was yelling at them girls, they're all, yep. oh, Tupac, 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 and they're like, oh, shit, there's Tupac. In this car, you got four people. You got Keefe D, who's in the passenger seat. You got this, the driver, his name's T. Brown, Terrence Brown. Behind Keefe D, in the back seat, you got Orlando Anderson sitting behind the driver. You have a guy named, I think his name's DeAndre. So, Keefe D's got the gun. He can't get a shot off because he's in the passenger seat. Tupac's on the other side. So he gives the gun to the back seat. He tries to give it to DeAndre, who would be behind the driver in the back seat, who would be right next to Tupac. DeAndre kind of bitches out, and he's like, no, I can't do it. Of course, Orlando Anderson, who just got the shit kicked out of him and wants revenge on Pac's like, yeah, "Yeah, give it to me. So he's the guy. He takes the gun. He's leaning across DeAndre, and he just starts shooting Tupac. So that would be, he's straight up saying, yeah, Orlando killed Tupac. So the way they get tied to uh, Puffy and Bad Boy Records is, so Zip Martin knew Puff's dad, so Zip Martin is kind of like an uncle to Puff Daddy. So when Suge Knight is starting beef with Puff, he's starting to get scared and he needs protection. So he goes to Zip. Zip is good with Keefe D, who's a Southside Crip, who Keefe D is in Los Angeles. Zip is in New York. They're doing drug trades together. So they're, Keefe D's bringing Coke to Zip to sell in New York. Oh, So okay. that's how... That's how they know each other. So Keith, uh, Zip Martin is like, hey, Keith, give me some Crips. Anytime Puff is in Los Angeles, you get your boys, hang out with Puff, make sure he's protected and Shug's not going to start shit with him. Yeah. So okay. that's how he knows Puff. So there was this incident where like a club promoter, somebody that was tight with Puff, he's at a Shug night party and he gets beat like, bad like his eye almost comes out because suge wants to know when puff is in la where does he live where does his mama live he's trying to get all this information from this guy but he won't tell him so puff finds out about this incident and he's like holy shit suge's trying to kill me so he needs all this protection from the south side crips and he's just like so stressed out one night they're having a party and he's just like man i'd get even i'd get I'd give anything to have the heads of these two guys. He wants Suge and Tupac dead. And that's not shit you say around fucking gangsters. Yeah, you don't joke around gangsters, huh? You don't. (laughs) Yeah. So they're pretty much like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So while Keefe D is in Las Vegas, his nephew just got the shit kicked out of him. Their thinking is, let's kill two birds with one stone. Pac just beat up my nephew. Let's kill him. 
Puff just he's offered like a million dollar reward is what they say to kill Suge and Tupac. So two birds, one stone. We'll kill Suge and Pac for the money. And then we'll also kill Pac just because he beat up Orlando Anderson. And that makes so perfect sense. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty much done deal there. Yeah. Right. It sounds, I mean, it sounds good to you, right? Right. For sure. KVD, like that night they killed Tupac. He's, he literally, he's like, yeah, we parked, we parked that they're in a white Cadillac which the cops were always looking for this white Cadillac that couldn't find an owner or anything. Ended up, Keefy D was like, yeah, that was a rental car. That wasn't even our car. And so he's like, yeah, we parked it like a block away from where we killed Tupac. We put the gun under the wheel well, and we're back out on the street. We're seeing ambulances pass us. We're seeing them pick up Pac and take him to the hospital and stuff. The killers are right there that night. That's fucking wild that they never, yeah. they didn't notice the Cadillac parked like right there or whatever. Yeah. He says they come back the next day, they clean up the car, they, they got the gun and just return it and go back to LA. So there's no Las Vegas and looking for somebody in LA. Right. Right. So, I mean, they pretty much get away with it. Greg Kading and his task force has the Tupac murders, Orlando Anderson. Come to find out. Orlando Anderson got killed back in like 98, I think it was. So that murderer is dead. And I think, so Greg Kading kind of solves this case to say it's Orlando Anderson. He tells Tupac's mom and she's like, yeah, everybody already knows that. Back in 96 when he killed Tupac and everybody came home and everything, Orlando Anderson was shooting his mouth off on the street saying, yeah, I killed Tupac. Dude, how does how does this not get solved i don't understand afini shakur tupac's mom tried to sue him for killing her son oh shit so she yeah so back in 96 she knew right away who it was sounds like everybody's fucking yeah the street the street knew but the cops didn't know the street don't talk to the cops i guess that's the thing right right i think he ended up suing her for different What's it? Defamation? Defamation? Defecation. <laughs> yeah, Def- defamation. Yeah. She shit all over the place, and he was like, not in my house. <laughs> so the Tupac's mo- the Tupac murder is solved. But there's Sounds really, like it. There's no one to incriminate, because, I mean, the killer's dead. dead. Right. Oh. What about the other so, three guys in the car? Yeah. I mean, they, they could be, like, conspiracy or a, or is it accessory or whatever? So the driver, T. Brown... He was brought in, and he just he denied the whole thing. I wouldn't have been in Las Vegas that night. No way to um, really prove I think, it, I guess. Huh? Right? There's no evidence. He did have. This is what they say. I don't believe it. He was brought in back then. He had a backpack when he was arrested. He had a postcard from Vegas dated oh, that, that night. weekend or whatever. Yeah. Like, come on, what fucking gangster is buying a goddamn postcard? <laughs> I've never bought a postcard. <laughs> I mean, maybe anyway. he just likes to. Maybe he likes to buy postcards where he travels to. I don't know. It's, yeah, Southside Crips love postcards, dude. Maybe he scrapbooks. You don't know. That's fine, but I don't <laughs> believe it. So, I mean, they got no evidence on him. The guy sitting behind him, DeAndre, he died back then just from being a fat piece of shit. <laughs> I think he, <laughs> he he died. Choked on a donut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Orlando Anderson's dead, and Keefe D. I mean, you can't. There's no. You can't use his confession 
and there's no evidence to put him there. Right. So what are you going to do? All right. So they solved Tupac. Now Greg Kading has to be like, well, our task force is to solve the Biggie murder. So they're moving back to the Biggie murder. That is also solved. And that the way that happens is Suge Knight had, I think it's a caddy, a Cadillac car that he bought for Tupac. He had it like airbrushed with uh, one of Tupac's album covers on the bumper or some shit. And he was supposed to give that to Tupac, but he got killed. So that car was stolen and sold to a pawn shop. The cops find out about a that. A pawn shop the, bought a car? Yeah. Damn, well, I didn't even know that did that. It's Las Vegas, dude. They buy. Yeah, I guess so. They're like big time pawn shops. Like, what's it fucking the Pawn Stars? They're in Las Vegas. I never watched that before. Oh, Pawn Stars is great. They buy all kinds of things, like big money things. I guess I'm thinking of just like the little small mom and pop pawn shops around here or whatever. This this is not like that. So anyway, the cops find out about it. They go to the pawn shop and they're like, I'm sorry, Suge finds out about it. He goes and steals that car back, and he's like, that's my fucking car. But the pawn shop's like, no, I bought that car. But, I mean, anyway, cops find out about that, come to find out. So this chick, one of Suge's baby mamas, is in this car, like a car selling scam. I don't know the official term, but she's steals, or she has these guys steal cars, and they sell them for cheaper just to get a lot of money so this chick is in all kinds of illegal activity she's got multiple identities and stuff like that so they get this chick they they name her Teresa swan that's her like alias so nobody knows who it is so this chick Teresa swan they get her and they're like we know all this fraud charges that you have we know all this fraudulent activity that you're doing we're gonna put you away Unless you turn over, run, uh, unless you like roll over on Suge. And she's like, no, that's, I mean, that's my baby daddy. I'm not going to do anything like that. And they're like, well, I mean, we're going to take all your kids. They're going to be put in homes and stuff. And you're going to go to jail for the rest of your life. She says no. So during their investigation, this blood, his name keeps coming up as like a shooter in, in the gang. His name's Poochie. This guy is, let's call him just like a hitman or something that the blood uses. So this guy, Poochie, at the time that they're going after Teresa Swan, he's been killed already by this point. So they draft up this fake confession letter. Pretty much they, the cops know kind of what's happened. So they draft up this confession letter saying with Poochie from the grave saying like, yeah, Teresa Swan was in this, Suge hired us. And they show it to her, and she's like, oh, shit, that's exactly what happened. Oh, damn, what? Yeah, so what happened was, remember, Suge, at the time of the Biggie murder, was in jail for breaking parole. So from jail, he gets his baby mama, Teresa Swan, tire Poochie. To orchestrate to the whole Biggie. thing. Yep. Right. He buys Poochie an Impala, which is... The vehicle the, that was used to right. kill Biggie. And she, I mean, she orchestrates the whole thing. So this guy, it's, she kind of confesses, yeah, that's the way it went down. She gave me money to give to Poochie to hire him to kill Big. I mean, that's, that's it. That's what happened. Whoa, that's fucking crazy. Yep. So that's the story of 
Biggie and Tupac. I did not know that the cases were basically solved. That's fucking wild. Yeah, so where, I didn't either. I where mean, do all the conspiracy theories come in? Is it just like the cop, <sighs> the dirty cop kind of thing? or? Well, yeah, that whole LAPD thing. But then, like, they had some shit going on. Um, okay, so this is one. Like, they think it was, it's like, the Nation of Islam. So when Pac got killed, or I'm sorry, when Pac was shot, and he's in the hospital. The Nation of Islam had guys outside as like security. But Bad Boy was kind of beefing with the Nation of Islam because the Nation of Islam said that they were, they didn't, honestly, the whole thing boils down to they don't like the way they're portraying like black people as like misogynists and, you know, drinking and smoking and all this. So they kind of, remember I told you, in Biggie's back seat was his cousin Lil Cease, who was a rapper. He thought the shooter was wearing a blue powder blue suit and a bow tie, which is something like the Nation of Islam War. Okay, so that's where that, that one comes in. Gotcha. Yeah, they saw a guy. They thought they saw a guy in the parking lot wearing the same thing, so they thought it was kind of a Nation of Islam thing. I think pretty much the whole conspiracy was the Russell Pool LAPD thing, but. I, mean, I don't seem I like that has is, much holds much water. That sounds pretty much no. solved to me. That's why they kicked him out of the investigation because I mean he just yep. he had no evidence to back it up. I think there's a lot of conspiracy because nobody can be charged for these crimes. Nobody's been prosecuted yeah. or anything. But I mean that that happens all the time, dude. Like not yeah, but these are high profile. This high profile cases. Yeah, but the the round the murder cases solved is shockingly low. Like it's like for only forty percent or thirty percent or something like that of murder cases is solved. It's really low. Yeah, and that's like most crimes are are committed. It's like the neighbor or the husband or like, you know, it's it's obvious who does it and they still can't convict him because of lack of evidence. Oh, like, man. The, yeah. Um, get, get out of it in the technicality. So, like, if you just drive up to somebody in the middle of the night and shoot them through a car and drive off, like, how, how can you possibly solve that? You know? Well, I mean, like I always my thought was how does somebody just drive up to a car and they're shooting through the window and shoot a guy? But I mean, it took. Like in the Biggie murder, I think he shot like 14 times through the car door and only hit him four times. I mean, yeah, it's easy, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, it's easy to shoot at a fucking door that's right next to you. I don't know what my point was. Anyway, it's <laughs> it's easy, but it's not like it's so easy to kill somebody and just get away with it, especially yeah, back it then. Cause, like. That's just the nineties. There's no cameras or anything. And there's right. really not a lot of witnesses. And then the witnesses they did have aren't saying anything. So Yeah, that sounds like the biggest thing is just the lack of people to cooperate with the cops or whatever. That that's the biggest deal, you know? Right. If people just if everybody who knows anything about it just refuses to cooperate, then you can how can you solve it? I mean, just officially yeah, I mean, solve it. You can't make them say anything. Right. And it sounds like even to threaten them with other stuff, they don't care. I mean, they're just, okay, send me to jail for life. I don't care. Like, Right. All right. Any questions? I don't think so. That was really good. You, you, I, t- I learned a shitload about it. I did not know hardly any of that. I thought I All knew right, more good. about it than I did, I guess. I don't know. Good, good. I hope I don't forget it. That was really good. That was I all on memory, huh? 
Yeah. You just had much. you just had an outline. You didn't really have a story. That was really good. Well, it's simple because I didn't split off into conspiracies or anything. I'm going on a straight one guy solved or one task force solved this case. So it's pretty much like a cut and dry. Yeah. When you cut out all the bullshit, it's pretty much a cut and dry case. Like it's it just, seems, it seems very straightforward now that you yeah. spit it like like that. Yeah. You saw how I said spit it like like a rapper does. Yeah, I spit <laughs> it out. <laughs> I right. I gotta tell you, I, I'm really liking the more open format and less of like a like do an outline and do your research and just tell it all on memory. I think I like that way better. I really how do. How long is that? It felt like forever. Uh, it's an hour and 35 at this point. That'll be one up being an hour and 15 oh. to an hour and 20, probably. Okay. No. Well, we didn't really waste a lot of... T- well, I guess we did waste a lot of time peeing and dogs and dogs stuff. Dogs barking, yeah. All right. That was good. Ready to end it? Let's do it. We just solved the Biggie and Tupac murder case. You heard it here first at the Beer Conspiracy Show. Thank you guys for listening to us. Remember to like us and share us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, whatever. Please rate us and review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave us reviews. Leave us comments. Whatever you gotta, whatever you want to do. And We'd Aaron, love to hear from you. You, if you ever run into Aaron on the street, he he has this to say. Please touch me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that dude people are, if you are a hot woman please touch me sir <laughs> you put sir in there though oh i won't judge your pronouns i don't know that's oh. the thing, it that's might be true. a hot woman but she, she likes to be called sir that's true women are not smart <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right man. guys thank you and we'll see you again next week do you want to you want to do David's thing? I'd eat that meat for $30. <laughs> Good sized chunks of meat. Women are not smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Hips and nip.